0: A dash of lesbian. Discover unexpected recipes
1: for growth and love by exploring all the flavors of the rainbow.
0: Welcome home, dolls.
2: Welcome to the Gailey Dose. This is Hallelujah, Sarah Domogalski.
1: And this is Clay. And
0: Tiana.
2: We are so glad to have you. This episode is sponsored by AHF. AHF is the best place to go to get your gay healthcare needs met. Check them out at ahf.org. So it is pride, ladies.
1: Yes, pride. pride.
2: We're just saying how much we've come through. What is your happiest thing about pride season?
0: <sighs> I love the festivities. Yes? yes. All, all of them? All of them. Oh, I love them. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love when we come
1: together and mm-hmm. party and just have a good time and just enjoy each other. That's family. Yeah. That's true. My favorite thing about pride is just having one centralized day that, or month that everybody can celebrate and authentically be themselves. It's yeah. true.
2: Yes. It feels very, very special when you've personally made that journey. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm excited because we're going to get together on the 28th. Yeah. show On Day. Yes. So uh, dolls, we're so excited because this episode is actually about pride in queer cinema with mm-hmm. Jim, Farmer. Yes, Jim. Yeah. Yes, we are so excited. We're going to get right to him.
3: Oh, girl, turn that down. Queer and Events is on.
1: Hey, dolls. Welcome to Queer and Events. Today we have really, really juicy, juicy episode.
2: Yeah, we do. And uh, Queer and Events is brought to you by Joining Hearts. Joining Hearts has been fighting for so much here in this city. Learn more about their fight for our people at joininghearts.org.
1: So Diane, why don't you go ahead and take
3: us into our topic for this evening? Yeah, sure. So I was asked to write an article from my perspective on trans kids in sports. Mm-hmm. And I decided instead of say, doing it in my perspective, I thought I'd figure out, well, what is it that everybody wants in this whole thing? And so I found that there were some people who were heavily committed to this issue mm-hmm. and those that probably shouldn't have their feet in this issue. So, the first people I want to bring up is the parents mm-hmm. of trans kids,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I think that they just want their children to be loved and appreciated, and for them to play in the sport of their choice mm-hmm. with the friends and gender that they choose. Yeah. So. yeah. And be treated fairly. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Right. Yeah. I think, um,
2: I don't know, all my kids identify as straight. But I feel the same way, like I would want them to, like I can't imagine them not being able to participate if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, But I do also understand rules sometimes.
3: Well, that are fair. Sure, so let's, so then the other stakeholder in this whole thing are the parents of cisgender kids. So. So me. (laughs) So, so you, yeah, or, uh, or just about any parent out there who wants their children to be treated fairly that they're afraid that children who are not of the gender that they were born with have some advantage over their children, mm-hmm. that their child might miss out on recognition for their success, mm-hmm. they might miss out on college opportunities because of their lack of success due to the competition of someone who's not originally a girl or a guy.
1: See, I I, I kind of... I kind of go both ways on this topic. Yeah. Um, I kind of go both ways, and only because being an athlete all of my life, um, I think when we just had the most recent situation take place where we had the transgender, um, the transgender woman who competed as a man first, s- swimming, I think mm-hmm. I yeah. believe it was swimming, mm-hmm. if I can remember correctly, yeah. and yeah. was like in the rank like 100 and something, and then... Um, Went through the process of of trans um, transitioning. transitioning. Thank you, transitioning, and ranked like number one up against a young lady who had been um, training and training and training. Um, and so, coming from that aspect, I kind of saw um, where there were a lot of opinions, um, but they had valid concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with that. And being an athlete all my life, I can say that a lot of times, you know, we put in a lot of hard work as an athlete, right? Uh, but then again, I see it from the the transgender child's um, point of view as, hey, this is who I identify as. This is who I am. I just want to have those same opportunities. So it's like... You're weighing like this, but it's like, which direction do we lean in? Do we create right. a a um, category? Be- yeah, a category for transgender because we are here. We're gonna get to you that. know, yeah, right. yeah. We're well,
2: gonna I get think, to that. I think that's I think that's it though, right? Because you mm-hmm. kind of look at it. How do you make every angle win? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. there doesn't there doesn't need to be a loser. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone right. should be able to play.
3: Right. In some way,
2: we got to figure out how to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. So then, the other group that's involved are the schools. Because the schools are trying to do right by their kids, but they also have to do right by their parents of the kids, and they also have to follow the laws of the land, which puts them in a very, very awkward spot most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then the last group that has their hand in this pot so heavily, and I often feel like they shouldn't, is the politicians mm-hmm. yeah politicians I have found since the beginning of the of the world really have said, "Oh, this group is trying to take away from this group that's in power, mm-hmm. regardless of who it is, whether it's the Chinese when they came to America, the Italians, the Jews, the Hispanics, you name it, every marginalized group has been treated as a whipping boy to gen up support you know for them right. and to get them reelected so I think, and I, I heard Helmut talk about this the other day, I think there is a solution to this that doesn't have to be legislated, really, right. and it would take away all of the arguments that people have and the fear that people have. Oh. The last person that we need to talk about are the kids themselves. Oh yeah. So kids Mm -hmm. kids will play with any other child Mm -hmm. until a parent or adult tells them they can't. Okay? Mm -hmm. And they love each other and they want each other to do well. Okay? And oftentimes they're very influenced by how their parents react to their friends. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now You've already touched upon what I think is probably a pretty good example uh, of a a solution. Um, When I was a kid, and remember I I graduated in 77, Mm -hmm. um, there was a white basketball team that was scheduled to play against a black basketball team, Mm -hmm. and oh my God. the the craziness that arose from that. Mm -hmm. They all said the same arguments they say today. Oh, those black kids, they're much faster than we are. They're Mm -hmm. taller than we are. Mm -hmm. They they play basketball more than us. This is not fair and we need to be protected. Those are exactly the same arguments Mm -hmm. that are being used today with trans kids in sports. So now, what if we take all that away and we say, you know, What if we make a category specifically for trans kids Mm -hmm. in their sport and in their sexual orientation? Mm -hmm. That way, the kid doesn't feel bad about earning something. They're also recognized for being Mm -hmm. trans in a public way, which makes it more acceptable yeah. Okay, um, The other kids don't feel like their parents are looking at them sideways or looking at that child sideways. Mm-hmm. The politicians have nothing to do anymore mm-hmm. because it's no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. And just like all the other times that marginalized people have been used as a whipping boy, it It will go away. Yeah, Yeah. it will go away.
2: So I love that idea. I do too, I I do too. I ask a couple questions. You know me, I'm like, how do I implement this plan? Mm -hmm. Mama, (laughs) (laughs) so plan, because we're all, we're all parents, right? Right. So kind of think through the logistics of this. So lane number one, individual sports. I'm a trans girl. So I identify as a girl. Mm -hmm. I get to play alongside all the other girls. We all run the races. We do the hurdles with those girls. And when there's the lineup, there's the first trans first place trans and first place uh natural girl, whatever sure. you wanna call that, right? Even though they're all girls. Okay, that's kinda how that works. So Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, silly question. Do you think that if there's a twelfth place girl that's the trans girl, she's twelfth, is she still number one in her category? Or is she out of the top three?
3: That's an interesting yeah. that's a great question actually. Mm-hmm.
2: So what do you think about that. That's yeah. one part. I don't know, yeah, yeah. but
3: at least they get recognized for their yes. accomplishments, mm-hmm. which I think is
2: critically right. important. Right, or maybe you have two firsts. Yep. Like the two, right, I don't know. So we, we'll get yeah. the details, but then the team
3: sports. Ah, team sports. Let's say like swimming, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you've ever had to go to a swim meet as a parent. Yeah. It's a long and laborious thing. I mean, we all know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the more kids that you have, the more likelihood that you're going to win that meet. That's just mm-hmm. kind of the way it yeah. is. Um, and there's no reason that a trans kid can't have their own category of success in a swim team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of the margins for everything would that go against the other team i don't know those are tiny little details i 'm yeah. not sure about,
2: but you could almost have like hey that kid that team's a trans team because they have a trans member and they get graded in their own class, perhaps the time. Yeah. and you know what maybe this is the thing that we do now mm-hmm. to encourage right mm-hmm. integration, and maybe we get to a place where we have a higher understanding. This is so new. And it is hard, right? This is a small part of society. So I understand mm-hmm. the rest of society going like, hey! Yeah. Right? It's like, let's just come up with a way to make yeah. everyone win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be. It's an easy be. fix.
0: Yeah. Versus well, this, doing all of this rah-rah and all of that. You know, it really is an easy fix. Just yeah. give them their own category.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, we have, we
3: have categories for men and women because men and women are clearly yeah. different. Right, right. Yeah. Well, trans kids are they're different. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a fact. Right yeah. now, a lot of people have said, "Well, we should we should take blood samples and see how much testosterone, you okay. know, this 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 athlete has, etc." So here's the thing: we all are different in different ways. Mm-hmm. There are women that have a lot more testosterone than other women, mm-hmm. yet they have the same body parts and were born with the same chromosomes. We're all different in those right. ways. Yeah. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. How can you say, oh, well, you have X amount of this and X mm-hmm. amount of that, therefore you don't qualify? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I
2: love that this is like, we are, as queer parents, mm-hmm. trying to find psychological safety for these children. Absolutely. Yeah. That's most
1: important. Yeah, that's the most important. That's most important to make them feel like that they have a, a sense of being and make them feel like that, that they are a part of society. Yeah. They're, welcome. they're and, welcome. And they're not isolated just yeah. because of who they choose to be. Yeah. So,
3: and do you think that this would do that? Do you think it would give the child the, the public recognition to say that I am normal? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I think with, with having a category for transgender um, children in schools and in sports, I think that they would give them that recognition that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. yeah I definitely do think that
3: and I think the idea of not letting it be legislated mm-hmm. but let it be handled by each and every mm-hmm. sport team organization mm-hmm. association let them let them do that, let them manage that and and that way it gets handled in a beautiful and loving way as mm-hmm. opposed to. A critical and threatening
1: way right absolutely
3: well dolls i just want to take a second
2: to thank my fellow cast members as we are wrapping up our season i'm a little teary-eyed over here (laughs) because i just want to say in this pride episode how proud i am of the three of you you all have served with me here on the gaily dose parenting the community you guys just showed me in this episode, how much heart you have, how much caring you have, and what amazing parents you are. And um, I'm very proud of this. I'm proud, mm-hmm. Dolls, of these people. And I'm proud of you out there who are not forgetting how sweet and sensitive and loving we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and remember our children. They are our most vital and important future. Absolutely. And yep. um, they mean a lot to us. Thank you, Dolls.
1: Thank you, Dolls. <laughs> This girl is on fire!
2: Hey dolls, we are so excited to bring you this week's Girl on Fire. If you don't remember, Girl on Fire was specifically a segment that we wanted to present to you from our lesbian girls who said we need to especially call out the women in our community. And so this week, we're going to start with Martha P. Johnson, who is really for a pride celebration such an important icon in our history. We all know that it's the trans black mama who threw that brick that started what happened on Christopher Street Day. And so for that reason, we want to take a moment. But there is something else that was inspired from that day. And that is where Mr. Jim
4: Farmer is going to give us some details. Well, you know, pride is a month we all celebrate. We like seeing our friends. But you know, It's also important to remember our history, Mm -hmm. and I always want to, you know, remind people that, you know, what happened during Stonewall and the people who were out there, you know, a lot of people who were marginalized, you know, drag queens, the trans community, and the community basically said, we're tired of this. We're tired of being, you know, stomped on, we're tired of these raids, and they really stood up and threw the bricks and really changed our history. So when I think about pride, yeah, it's fun to be around our family, I mean, our friends, our chosen family. But we also want to remember who came before us and really honored them and thank them. Yeah, I would love to be able to uh, just thank them for paving the way for what we do today. I mean, we, have, we still have a lot of work to do, but we have a lot more rights now because of what happened that night.
2: Yeah, and I think a really key part of that, like what you and many others are doing today, is writing. So there was a whole ocean of queer people that took to writing, right? There were several new gay publications that were created from that week exactly. um, that became the voice of the queer movement that we now have today. Exactly. And um, and I think you're doing that in film, you're doing that as a writer. There are so many others out there. So we really want to say our girl on fire are all of you girls, gays and they's out there who are taking those pens up, writing the stories, you know, creating the material as creators out there um, to lift us all up. We thank you for that. And you are our girls on fire. Have you heard of AHF? AHF is a global nonprofit that provides cutting edge medicine and advocacy to people everywhere. Regardless of your socioeconomic standing, they provide services that help our community, such as free STD testing. With your support, 96 cents
1: of every dollar earned at their pharmacy goes towards helping HIV and AIDS medical services everywhere. If you want to find out more, go to ahf.org or hivcare.org today.
2: A dose of pride in queer film with Jim Farmer. Hey Dolls, so welcome to Jim Farmer. Hey Jim. Hello everybody. welcome hey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm <laughs> so glad to have you. Now Jim Dolls, if you don't know, Jim is the uh, director of the film festival um, out on film here in uh, Atlanta, which is an LGBTQ festival that it is quite impressive for many reasons that you dolls are gonna learn about thank you yes yeah, so we're gonna start off though with a game right so we're gonna kind of get to know Jim a little mm-hmm. bit oh no yes <laughs> so the first question just tell us to, oh, tell, tell us the the year you came out and maybe the year you knew that you were a cinephile, which oh, is a lover of mod um, I came out
4: in 1988 I, I went to UGA and I sort of found my professional tribe there but I didn't I, w- I was just very timid about coming out. Mm-hmm. So I, my first job after college was a fiasco. I was like, "Forget this!" and I, and I came out shortly afterwards. Okay. Um, I was living in Athens at the time. Though, so it was kind of a challenge yeah. because this was the days, you know, before Grindr. You know, there was there was no internet. It was mm-hmm. hard to meet people. We had something called Manline, where you would like try to find love on the phone. It was just oh, oh really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was a different like, world. Is that back my then. pastor? <laughs> <laughs> oh i know you it's like i didn't recognize your voice but yes wow. so but in terms of when i became a cinephile i've always loved movies ever okay. since i was a kid my grandmother took me to uh movies when i was young she lived near a movie theater and i would just go all the time i completely fell in love with them i, I think probably my most defining moment as a mm-hmm. child was the academy awards because i awesome. yeah. will never yeah. ever miss the academy awards and I had an evil stepfather who was like, you have to be in bed by nine o'clock. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I would sneak up and, and, and keep, t- the, keep the television on and watch the Oscars. And he came in and said, if you, you, can, if you keep doing that, I'm going to spank you. I was like, mm-hmm. well, spank me. It'll hurt for five minutes, but missing Best Supporting Actress will last a life. <laughs> That's right. And he came in, That's right. he spanked me. I was like, I cried for six seconds, then I turned on the Oscars. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not missing the Oscars. So I've always been a huge fan of films mm-hmm. and the Oscars. It's just been a magical world for me.
1: That's amazing. So, Jim, tell us, um, who were some of your celebrity crushes growing up? Mm.
4: Wow, there was, um, I can't remember the year. There was a film called Consenting Adult that had Marlo Thomas and Martin Sheen and this gorgeous man called Barry Tubb. And it was about a family, you know, who rocked with scandal because their son thinks he's gay. And there was a scene where uh, Barry Tubb is in a van with another guy, and they kiss. And I just kind of melted. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I am so gay. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't do anything about it for a long time. But Barry Tubb, I think mean, a lot of people don't realize who he is, but Barry Tubb was in the movie Top Gun. He played Wolf. he played Wolfman. Mm-hmm. But this was okay. one of his first movies, and he played gay, and he was just like, I will never forget that. Mm. So yeah. That was my first celebrity crush. Yeah. Thank you, All Barry right. Tubb.
0: okay, okay. Well, what was your first queer movie you ever saw?
4: I think, I think the first television show that I remember was soap. I'm not sure if you remember Mm -hmm. soap. Remember soap? Mm -hmm. Soap had a Billy Crystal playing a gay man. That was so long ago. That's the first thing I remember seeing. And then I think the first film that I saw with queer themes was Making Love with Kate Jackson, Mm
3: -hmm. Harry Hamlin, Mm -hmm. and Michael
4: Long King. Another one of those. Wife discovers that her husband is gay, and oh. she falls apart and tries to win an Oscar at the same time. <laughs> but it was that was one of the first movies I saw with a gay thing. Okay. All right. Well,
0: what is your top
4: five favorite films? Oh, well, I think that changes a lot, but I'd say, I'd say probably have a tie for one and two, which would be uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, and Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. Okay. And then okay. three through five would probably be. The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, so good. Oh, that's so good. That. Um, Ang Lee's *The Ice Storm*, in a film with Jessica Lange called Men Don't Leave That okay. like seven people have seen, but it's 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 a wonderful film.
2: Yeah. Hmm. So, what about you guys? What's your favorite? What's your favorite film?
1: Um, my favorite show is *Queer as Folk*.
4: Yes. <laughs> mine mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, would be mine would be the L word, the very original oh, wow. L word the first one not yeah. the second one the first one because when i saw <laughs> bett and tina and their relationship it allowed me to know that yeah. hey i can have this marriage successful marriage as a lesbian so growing up but
4: all those shows are so groundbreaking yeah, yeah. yeah. they really were yeah, they were
2: well, mine's definitely worse product <laughs> I <know> how groundbreaking <laughs> I was, but i'm still that girl <laughs> working, working for that queen so um okay so Let's get to a little bit to Album Film. Sure. So 35 years you're going to be celebrating this fall. That is amazing. Thank I know you. It started in 1987. I th- you joined the group, I think, in 2008.
4: Something. Yes. Yeah. You have, you've done your research. Thank yeah. you so much. I can read. That.
0: Um,
2: but looking at that time, what would you say are your three
4: achievements that you're most proud of? There's so much. I mean, in you know, Film, when I first found out about it, that there was an opening that the Atlanta Film Festival was giving up the festival. I just knew that it was right for me. I just knew that it was right for I think what I'm most proud about, I'd say there are probably three things. One is the fact that we're now an Oscar-qualifying film festival, which, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yes. You huge. Know, that is amazing. It's, uh, there are only six LGBTQ film festivals in the world that's conclaimed that, two in the United States. So that's really a big accomplishment for us. Mm-hmm. So we're really happy about it's that. wonderful. Yeah, that's great. I think we're, you know, something else that, You know, I'm proud of is the fact that we grow every year. You know, Mm -hmm. we have, you know, more submissions. Mm -hmm. You know, more filmmakers attend, uh, more movies. I mean, last year, I mean, my board wanted to kill me because when I program, I'm I'm obsessive. I just never stop programming. But last year, we had literally more films in our festival than any other lgbt film festival in the country
1: that's amazing yeah, I, was, but, I mean and yeah. i have the gray
4: hair to show it but you know <laughs> i'm proud of the fact that we continually offer more to our people mm-hmm. we don't pander i mean it would be so easy for me as a programmer just to have naked boy movies on friday and saturday you know that would draw a crowd but we don't we have documentaries we have you know films from all over the world international films we have films they really deserve to be shown whether or not they're gonna be commercial or not. And I'm really proud about that. Yeah. Third thing is I am just very, very happy for our filmmakers mm-hmm. because you know we have so many local filmmakers mm-hmm. who are here talented, you know, making great films. And you know, some of these filmmakers tell me that they go to other film festivals and they just get lost. They feel like they're just stuck in the corner and they come to Out on film and we appreciate them and we nurture them and we help them grow. And that, that means a lot to us, because that's really why we're here. Yeah. And it's, it's for the filmmakers.
2: So. I, I've, I attended last year. I thought it was actually the first time I actually attended multi. It was great. Thank
4: you so it much. So,
2: um, I saw also one where you had the actor there. That was interesting, the Q&A afterwards. But um, it was a really, really wonderful thing. And I feel like enough of us don't know about it, and we mm-hmm. should be out there um, attending, because it's very enriching.
1: Thank you so much. I remember when you told me last year that you were going to the film festival. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what is that? And you explained it to me. So that's amazing to hear more about it today. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much.
4: Yeah, last year we opened up with a film called Firebird, which is a kind of a romance drama about... A soldier and a fighter pilot. And it's so a little bit more in. like flashy, sexy, Yeah, you know, It had a little stand. And, no. Okay, there was some skin. It was, it was a, appropriate. But it was, it was a very it was, well done movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But it, it, luckily, best case scenario, you have a movie with a little bit of skin. It's mm-hmm. also very good. So you, you win both counts there. We try on our best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Jim, do you mind sharing with the DAOs some components of your success over the
4: years? Oh wow, Um, that's a good question. I'm a hard worker Mm -hmm. and I think I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I mentioned to you earlier that I had a job early on in my career that wasn't a great fit Mm -hmm. and I got fired and I came out shortly afterwards. I had another job um, about 20 years later where, no, probably like 15 years later where um, my bosses found out I was gay. And two months later, they terminated me for job mm. performance. So I just said, you know, and I had taken this job because of the money. Mm. That's the only reason I took that job. And it's like, you know, I can't do this anymore. And so I vowed to myself, I will never, ever take a job for the money. I'll take a job for something I want to do. And luckily, in the two things I do right now, I coordinate out on film. And I'm a full-time writer. Um, which is basically like six jobs in but I'm very passionate about what I do. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. My advice is just to always be passionate about what mm-hmm. you do. Right. You can't fake it. Yep. Yeah. If you hate your job, it's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find a job that you, that you like and really go with it. I'm, I, I'm lucky to, to have an amazing team who just really work as hard as any group in town. I mean, with the, the logistics of the festival, um, just, just making all the components work. Awesome. I heard the hard
2: work part, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> but it's true, right? Like, people think you're going to get success with the hard work. And it's yeah, like it's yeah. the like we got a lot of. Yeah, I'm raising kids. I'm like, it's hard work, kids. Yes. That's exactly. what it is. Yes. Exactly.
4: You know, our, our, we have we open up our submissions in December and then, you know, through July, we watch films. And a lot of people say, like, oh, wow, you get paid to watch films. What a hard job. It's like it really is hard job because, I mean, I watch probably three or four films a day, and it's really hard to go, we get anywhere from like six to seven hundred films a year. Wow. To go through, and that's wow. a lot of work Do you up guys all re- read them? Like, I watch them all.
1: <laughs> Do you have a team of people that We have a great
4: programming team. Who okay. Yeah. That, you know, okay. Some filters. Hey, he's <laughs> yeah. like, my, listen, my philosophy is, if you're gonna pay your money to submit to my festival, I owe it to you to watch your film. because yeah. so I watch it. Yeah. That's great. And because yeah. I don't wanna take it for granted. But mm-hmm. our team works very, very hard, and I'm really proud of the fact that we've all through with it. And listen, working in the arts, working in nonprofits is hard. Mm. So we've really gone through some rough times. COVID was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even before COVID, I mean, we had to deal with the fact that, you know, our audience, you know, a lot of the younger audience these days, you know, they have streamers, they have Amazon Mm -hmm. and Netflix and Hulu, and they had gay movies on there. So a lot of people think, well, why do I need to go to a film festival? I can just stay home and watch Netflix. It's like, you're missing the point yeah. Of, yeah. of being with your community yeah. and experiencing oh, yeah. together, Experience. discussing it, yes. meeting the actors uh, because, you know, we didn't have that when I was growing up. We didn't have a place like that. Yeah. So. It's so hard because there are so many things
2: about pride that we, we're in this generation where we're mm-hmm. feeling like they're somehow not going to be the same and we're fearful because it's the human interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, right, I right. never would have met the clays had I not gone to Black Pride and mm-hmm. it was that chemistry and the physical mm-hmm. that, right. that that made us connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I worry about that as I think about the youth that are like on screen. Yeah, exactly. yes. You know,
4: when I was growing up, you know, like back in the dark ages, I, mean, I don't think we even had running water when I was growing up, but um, it was just a different age. But, you know... Here in Atlanta, you know we're blessed in that you know we have people that we can go out and see. We can see our colleagues. there are places we can hang out. Mm-hmm. You don't have that around the state. So mm-hmm. many of our people who come to out on film you know live in places where they can't be out. They can't mm-hmm. you know they work in their closet, their closet to their family. So when they come to out on film, it's a safe haven mm-hmm. yeah. and for them it really is an opportunity. To not only see a film and experience it with your colleagues, but just be hang out together mm-hmm. and just experience, you know, the work and make new friends that you're exactly. not going to meet
2: online. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. of all yeah. ages for exactly. church and <laughs> 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 Also, on that note, let's try to shift gears. Let's talk about some of the films that have recently come out. Yes. Um, there's a lot of really good content. Yes. Um, some of it I've watched with my kids. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's walk through a couple of them and get your perspective.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. okay. It should be fun. putting right. me on the spot
2: fun.
0: here. Yeah, <laughs> Right, so the first one is Heart Stoppers. Yes.
4: Heart Thumbs Stoppers. Up. Oh, my God, it is so charming, mm-hmm. and it's just so refreshing. I, I wish... There had been something like this when I was growing up. Because when I was growing up, everything was gloom and doom. Every gay man was tortured. Every gay man died of AIDS. There were no lesbians. Mm -hmm. And when there were lesbians, they were murdered. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So
4: it's so nice just to see a teenage love story that is just, you know, happy and, you know, and and where there's no torture going on. These people are just gay. They're living their lives. They're learning how to navigate adulthood and each other. It's, I, I absolutely loved it.
2: Awesome. I always wish the, te- the teasing's so low mm-hmm. almost like comparatively I'm like there's some right but it's not nearly yeah. I'm like what kind of school is this and I'm like <laughs> yeah. I hope this is the school of the future <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: right yeah, yeah yep. I don't know. yeah <laughs> so the second one is Fire Island oh Fire Island okay
4: Fire Island doesn't break a lot of ground in a lot of ways but in a lot of ways it does because it's you know romantic comedy when all get cast it's a romantic comedy with a almost entirely Asian American cast as well. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. It's funny, it's sexy, it's romantic. And you know, it's it's a film we need right now. Most of us have been holed up in our in our rooms, you know, mm-hmm. offices for two or three years, not going out. It's just a reminder of how much fun it is to be with your family. Yeah. It's all about chosen family. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. these people meet once a year when they're friends, but they go out together once yeah. a year to fire on. It's just it's just a lot of fun. That's I really cool. recommend it. Have you been to Fire Island? I've never been to Fire Island. I have never either. been to Fire uh, my Island. My question makes me is want like, is it real? Like, yeah, is it, it true is. to
2: the story? I would love to hear some Fire Island people because I hear some stuff goes down there. <laughs> you know, I, I
4: would, I would, I would love to get a Fire Island right now. Yeah. But I would have loved to go on like maybe 15 years yes, ago. Yeah, back in and, the day. You know, back in the day, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of stories from back in the day.
2: So queerest folk. The new, the new, the new one.
4: Um, I've seen two episodes. Okay. And I was quite taken with it. I mean, I think people are really going to like it because um, it's well done. Um, it's very diverse. Yeah. I mean, if you could knock the first two, it was just listen, it was all white. Yeah. Um, here it's not. I mean, there's a big diversity in the cast. It's just very well done. And you know, I don't want to give any spoilers away, because, but um, you know, there's 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 a moment in the first episode that you might not expect. Mm-hmm. That okay. feels very topical. And it okay. kind of catches you off guard, but it's got it. It's it's certainly, it's something that We're happens relevant. at headlines, yeah. But okay. it's very relevant. It's it's quite well done.
0: Yeah. What about a Gentleman Jack? Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that a good or a bad a or...
4: Or... Right, I've, right. I've never seen it don't hit <laughs> oh, me I okay. just okay. Okay. I've heard such great things but I'm I'm so busy with you know the films I'm watching mm-hmm. and, the, and you know luckily I've, I've written about Fire Island and Queer because I had mm-hmm. to watch this. I've not seen Gentleman Jack and everybody says you have to watch hmm.
2: yeah, okay. the lines sound the lines I've heard are good mm-hmm. I really don't it is a is it a lesbian story? Yes.
1: I think?
4: Yes, it is okay. a lesbian story. Okay. i
1: I'll have to check that yeah. out. Yeah.
4: I mean, all my lesbian yeah. friends are like, it's so good. And they watch it over and over. They were like really counting Which the Which is interesting, the though, these season. swim lanes that we have, because yeah. our interests
2: are still a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little biased.
4: Exactly. Um, except for
2: hard that one. terrible. Kind
4: of <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about Love, Victor?
4: Oh, I'm going to get knocked over the head. Um, I really enjoyed Love, Simon. I thought, I thought it was very refreshing. I just never got into Love, Victor. Okay. I mm-hmm. mean, I've watched the first season. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't, I wasn't as enamored with it as other people were. But mm-hmm. again, I'm in the minority. Most yeah. of my friends have really enjoyed it. So okay.
0: yeah, right. I liked it. But I love, I I did like, love Simon as well. Yeah,
4: did you?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got the last one.
4: Oh, my, right, my fake mm-hmm. boyfriend. <laughs> The funny thing is, has anybody seen this movie?
2: So no, and actually, oh do I seen- Has anybody on seen. Earth
4: seen this movie? No,
2: <laughs> I have not, and I saw that, and I kind of thought, it could go somewhere really interesting,
4: Yeah, I'm not interested
3: <laughs> to check. <laughs> yeah. Well, I,
4: I remember when the trailer came out, everybody like, ooh, I can't wait to see this, and they realized it was coming up in June. And a lot of my writer friends who've been trying to see this have not been able to see it. It's like, yeah, you know, this is supposed to be on TV next week. Why has no one seen it? I I, I'm, I'm scheduled to go to Frameline, which is the LGBTQ film festival in San mm-hmm. Francisco, and hopefully see it there. But I don't know no one who's seen it. Okay. Okay. The trailer looks good, though, so I will yeah. you know, I will, I will have out. my hopes yeah. up for it. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: definitely, yeah. check
4: it out. Do any of you um, watch Hacks? I Hacks. have not. No. Hacks is really, really good. Is it? Okay. And the thing you don't realize about Hacks is that... Um, you know, it's very funny, Gene Smart is an LGBT icon, This it's a very gay show. Mm-hmm. There are gay characters, there's a bisexual character, there are all sorts of LGBTQ representation behind the camera, it's very, very okay. good.
0: Where can we watch that?
4: It's on HBO Max.
0: Okay, okay. Have we it have it that.
4: Yeah. You should definitely, I mean, we-, we um,
2: All right, I'm going to your house. <laughs> Come
0: on.
4: <laughs> we binged the first season, and mm-hmm. we started the second season a couple of nights ago. We're like, oh damn, we're probably gonna be busy all weekend watching this. It's very, very, it's very funny, and just very well done.
1: Okay. I'll definitely have to check that
2: Well, it's amazing that there's so many options out there for Mm -hmm. us to entertain ourselves in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's reflect a little bit more back on the industry and then kind of wrap up with some questions about uh, the future. So five years ago versus now, Mm -hmm. right? What would you say are the things that really stand out as evolutions for the queer community because of the queer
4: community in cinema? For me... I'm, what I'm most enthused about is that the fact that there are more storytellers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are more films. I mean, each year, you know, it just seems that there's more to choose from, more people who are telling their stories. Mm -hmm. And that's a great problem to have. There are more venues. It's easier to make a film. Mm -hmm. I mean, people can make a film on their iPhone. I mean, I would have no idea how to do it, but people can do it. And you know, living here in Atlanta, you know, there are 19,000 studios here and academies. So if you want to be a filmmaker, you can learn how to do that. Having said that with all the advances. You know, we still need more diversity in our stories. I mean, there's certainly more diversity than there was five years ago, ten years ago. But we need more trans stories. We need more lesbian stories. We need more black stories. I mean, they're being made, but just not enough. Mm -hmm. At least 75% or 80% of the films that I get are about white white men. You know, some of them are very good, but, you know, I I really... I'm not interested in doing that. I want to tell stories about... Our entire community. I really want to broaden it yeah. you know, because our community here, yeah, our community here is so diverse mm-hmm. and yeah. it's so spread. Out. I really want to be able to represent everybody here. So I'm excited about the changes, but we can definitely do better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that question kind of coincides with my question. I was going to ask about what do you want to see? What would you like to see more of in queer film? Yeah. So that kind of, you kind of yeah. answered that question.
2: Yeah. I wonder, um, how do you feel about the content? And here's what, here's what I mean by that. Like, I think a lot about So we started first getting our movies that are like romances, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had, um, we've seen pieces where you've got a regular boyfriend relationship on TV. That's just right next to, um, any other relationship, right? You have like different kind of normalization, I'm going to say of our experiences. But I think about the parenting experience. I think about Mm -hmm. grieving my loss of my mother or, you know, um, divorce, like it's, I'm so excited to see Mm -hmm. those things on film that just show us, like, replace the dude who is yelling, right, at his (laughs) spouse with a gay person, (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm very excited about that.
0: Mm
4: Real-life issues in the community. I agree. You know, probably 10, 15 years ago, there were were probably two or three kinds of LGBTQ films that were made. There was the romantic comedy, there was the AIDS drama, which, you know, yeah, it's still relevant, yeah. but you know, it, they, it's you know, I think we've all seen movies. I grew up with movies about AIDS where everybody dies at the end. Yeah, nowadays, Philadelphia. You can see, yeah, nowadays you can see movies that deal with AIDS, but there's a happy ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that there's so much more depth and LGBTQ films now, I mean, we, have, um, you know, we have a lot more comedies, we have a lot more films where being gay isn't the only thing that a film's about, it can be about parenting or religion, or it can be documentaries about other people. We have um, something I'm particularly enthused about is that we have, um, we have a, a queer horror night every night and on a film. Because we started giving yeah. horror films like ten years ago, and you know, people watch. You know, people in our community love being scared. Mm. <laughs> and, they lo- and, and, I, and so, there's a lot more horror films that are being made, mysteries. So it's refreshing to see that there are a lot more horror films that are being yeah. made, and we can showcase some of those. But so, I think what I'm hearing you saying
2: is, <laughs> Helmut, if you dial into some of these movies, you may see some of them already
4: there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I. I got, into, I got into, I might say a fight, but there was a, a gentleman who was um, bad-mouthing gay movies on Facebook last night. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, all the movies that I've watched that are gay are just so shallow and not very deep. It's like, you know, you must not watch very much because, you know, I program films every year and I can just write out the list of really good films. I mean, they're not, they're probably not the films you're watching. They're not the films that are going to be on Netflix or Hulu, but these are smaller films, but they're excellent films. So, I, you know, I, that's why I really want people to support the film festival because there's so much being made that may not be part of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these films will play our film festival. And, you yeah, know, some of them, some of the bigger ones will be in cinemas. Some might be on Netflix or Hulu. A lot of these other films will probably just go straight to, uh, to DVD or video on demand, but they're so well done. They really need to be seen. Mm-hmm. But they, it, it's, the, it's the independent films that you might not have heard about that are really the ones that I'm really, really enthused about.
1: So, Jim, um, with this being Pride Month and we're celebrating Pride this month, what are some of the things that you would like
4: to see in future Prides happen? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Um, thank you, Clay. That's a really good <laughs> question. A good <laughs> I think what I'm so proud of the gay community for, the LGBT community, is that, you know, we knew how to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when marriage equality was becoming an issue and it was we were fighting for it. I love how the community came together. Mm -hmm. Whenever there's something we need to fight for, we know how to come together and it makes me really, really proud. I I am I'm personally excited to be able to see everybody this year. Mm -hmm. Because you know, I was in my house for two years. I'm just now learning how to get out again and and put on a belt and like comb my hair. I'm excited Mm -hmm. literally to see people. But this is gonna be a challenging year. This is there's a lot of issues that are coming up. You know we Abortion is an issue that might, yeah. you know, um, along that same line, you know, marriage equality might be at stake, and you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, glad to be part of a community that's going to fight. I love the yeah. fact that we fight for our issues and stand up for ourselves, um, because, you know, there was a time when we didn't have any rights, yeah. and there was a time when people said, no, we are human beings and we deserve every right that you have, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of our community for doing that. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to keep fighting. Absolutely. Exactly.
2: So you can take it away
4: for a moment,
2: mm-hmm. but we go take it back. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is how I think
1: about
2: things. I'm like, listen, it's it's just a matter of time before um, we have enough people that are awoke to the fact that we're just part of the fabric of yeah. humanity.
4: Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just so funny because I feel like, you know, we make all these great strides and then we go back. It's just, you know, but we keep fighting. And you know, and we, we have to, but I mean, I'm so proud of our community for not just rolling over. Right, mm-hmm. just yeah. saying, no, right, We're not gonna take this anymore,
0: Definitely. so. We're tired. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. tired. We gotta keep going. Exactly,
4: <laughs> we, do.
2: we do. Dolls everywhere unite. It's the Call to Kiki. All right, dolls, so we're going to wrap it up with a call to Kiki, brought to you by Atlanta Black Pride, along with one of their uh, members, their board members. Um, Atlanta Black Pride is a place where we celebrate black and queer together here in Atlanta. Check them out at atlantablackpride.org. All right, call to Kiki.
0: Ring, ring, ring. Hello, dolls. (laughs) So if you ladies and gents do not have anything going on on September the 22nd, make sure you guys come out to the Out On Film Festival. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to get out and you just want that nice little cozy date with someone, (laughs) it's virtual as well. All right, ladies. See you guys soon.
2: Very good. (laughs) That's sweet. Now, wait, wait, wait. There is something else too, right? A YouTube
0: channel?
4: Yes, we do. Well, we have events throughout the year. We have some June events start going on some films. They're all on our website. But something that we have a lot of fun doing, we started this... Um, two years ago, during COVID, when uh, we realized that we couldn't have people in person, we started doing a lot of uh, director interviews on our YouTube channel. Okay, we have about 300 interviews with directors, filmmakers. We just added um, an interview that I did with the cast of Fire Island. Uh, okay. I did, uh, okay, an interview that I did with some of the queer Spoke cast members, and director will be up tomorrow. So that's something that we're real proud of, and we work pretty hard at doing that. Okay. We had we add interviews every week. Oh, listen, th-
2: we do interviews yeah. all the time. 300 yeah. is nothing to be lied about. That's a, <laughs> that is a collection. It that is
4: sweet. Yes, that, is.
2: Is that is amazing. Yes. So, thank you so much for being thank with us. Thank you all for yeah. having thank us. the I really appreciate Congratulations it. Congratulations on all that you all have accomplished. Thank We're you. excited for what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We are proud of you. We're proud for what you're doing for queer cinema. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
4: Yeah. Thank you all for everything that you're doing as well.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We remind you, dolls, to love. Love yourself, love others, and
1: don't forget to smile. Bye. (laughs) Bye now.